I get stressed about my stress. <laughs> She's just like, I'm stressed. And then she'll like go do yoga or go do mm -hmm. a workout or go surfing or like, you know, do something to process it. I'll be like, I'm stressed that I'm stressed. This, I'm so stressed. <laughs> yes. I'll tell everyone yes. that I'm stressed, you know, like when I'm like really <laughs> in that like shadow of that. Welcome to the Well-Designed Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Healy, and together with my friend and co-host, Kyle Wood, we'll share how we're integrating human design into our own lives. We're both entrepreneurs in the wellness space, navigating running our own businesses while being present in our personal lives, all without burning out in the process. In this episode, we'll include plenty of practical tools to get you unstuck and feel more in flow. Let's get started. Welcome. I'm Brady Healy. This is the Well-Designed Podcast, and I'm kicking it off this week. I will be hosting and kind of taking the reins to read my co-host Kyle's chart. So if you listen to our last episode, as a fun way to introduce ourselves, we're introducing each other, and we're doing that through the lens of human design. So today, I'm going to be giving Kyle a little mini reading here. So how are you feeling about that? I'm really excited. I, I really enjoy people reading my chart because it's about me. Yeah. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, it's like someone, it's like having a conversation with someone where they like ask you really good questions and they're, they're asking you about yourself. People like talking about themselves um, and I like hearing about myself. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. And, and in like a less jokey note, it's always helpful, even though I've been doing this for a while, it's always helpful to hear other people's perspectives because sometimes it can help things click in my mind of like, oh, like I hadn't thought about it that way or, or that's a little part of my design I forgot that's really relevant to like what I'm going through right now. So, uh, yes. yeah. And as a fellow projector, we love recognition yeah, and we we also love to feel like other people see us, and I I can say from my own experience, I I can relate very similarly. Is when I have someone else look at my chart, it just is that resonance of like, oh, mm -hmm. this person can this they get me. Like, yes, yeah. this is this feels really good. So I can absolutely relate to that. So. You know, like I just mentioned, starting kind of starting from the top, Kyle is also a projector, as am I, but different from my type of being a projector, I should say. Um, Kyle is a splenic projector. So his authority is based from his spleen, which is he tunes into his intuition to make decisions, whereas Mine is an emotional authority. I wait for clarity to make decisions. Yeah. So when we frame it up in terms of our type, our type is our overarching you know, theme in terms of how we use our energy best. And with projectors, we have that energy that ebbs and flows. We tend to be teachers, leaders, guides. You know, we really enjoy kind of leading groups of people and our gift is in our perspective versus how much that we do. So when you first learned about your human design type 
and read about being a projector. How did that make you feel? Oh, it was good. It was so good. <laughs> I mean, I'd already done like a lot. I can imagine if I'd read about it like 10 years ago, I may have been a bit resistant to it. But because I had done a lot of work and experienced some really like similar to you, like some really bad burnout, it was like, oh, yeah, that was because I was trying to like keep up with my generator colleagues and friends. Um, and, and so I'd already done a lot of experimenting with like working less and noticing that like when I worked less, my efficiency like increased a lot and, um, probably still didn't do a good job with like <laughs> resting as much as I should. I think that's a challenge for all projectors, especially when you have kids. So that changed a lot. Like before having kids, I could just take a day off. Uh, whereas now my work schedule needs to be a bit more rigid because there are no days off in parenting. <laughs> yeah. And like there's there's three other people's schedules that I need to like think about. So uh, I can't just be like, oh, I'm going to take today off. And then tomorrow I'm going to like do a week's worth of work in one day um, mm -hmm. because I can't just like bail and be absent from the family that willy nilly. When they're, when they're older and they don't want anything to do with me, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> but at this stage, with uh with little ones uh yeah and you know like yeah so there's that and then you also mentioned my splenic authority that was also something i think i would have been really resistant to years ago because they talk about you know it's about your intuitive knowing which i also like for men i like you know talking about instinct as well because that mm -hmm. feels a bit more, a bit more masculine masculine right and that and that would have been a big part of it like i Years ago, I, you know, growing up as a, as a man, you are kind of like, no one's telling you to trust like your intuition. There might be some stuff around like instinct, but no one's being like, I just trust your intuition. <laughs> like, cause it's, it, yeah. that seems like a very like feminine type energy mm -hmm. type thing. But I had been experimenting with that. I noticed in my wife, who it turns out she's splenic as well, that she was very like intuitive and made a lot of her decisions from this intuitive place. And I, when we first started dating, was making all my decisions from a very like planned out methodical place. Cause that's what I like learned from my father. I think that there were also parts of your chart that probably lend themselves to a little bit of that, which yeah, we'll yeah. go into here in, in a bit. But yeah, that splenic authority is, you know, the capacity to make decisions in the moment based off of that intuitive knowing. And so it's so interesting to hear you use that language because I have a 13-year-old splenic projector. So I'm like, Ooh, maybe that instinct is a word that might come mm -hmm. up a little bit more in our house mm -hmm. as well. So that's that's super useful. So have, now that you've been experimenting this with this for a while, do you have a better sense for yourself what that intuitive hit feels like for you? Yeah, um, it, it was definitely helpful to like think back on times in my life when I had maybe listened to it without realizing. Uh, mm -hmm. So it was helpful to think about some of the sort of bigger life changes I'd made. And like, where did that come from with, with like sort of these weird decisions that I made that didn't make sense. 
Um, mm-hmm. Where they come from? What did that feel like at the time? Why did I know it should really, really trust in that? And that is for me, I think, the difference between a splinter kit and say, just feeling scared about something. And so not wanting to do something or something like that. It's like the splinter kit, like I know deep down, there's still a little voice in the back of the mind. That's like, you know, you should do this. Whereas when it's from like fear or something like that, that voice isn't there. So it's like, there is like a little part of me that, that knows when I get that hit, um, yeah, that, that, yeah, this is, this is it. And if I don't get that hit, then I, then I know it's not the right time. So I can just leave it. And, you know, one of the things that I found useful in conversations with my son, and I don't know if you find this in how you use your own authority, but it's like, when you find yourself in the place to try to convince yourself logically, why, or Mm -hmm. why not, it's pretty much a telltale sign. It's not your intuition or your instinct that's doing the decision making it's using your head instead of using that inner knowing yeah yeah and while i'm in that state of like trying to use my mind whether that's like making pros and cons lists like you know Mm -hmm. whatever it is i won't be able to hear that voice and often it's been when i let go of that let go of the shoulds recognize that i'm trying to force this decision and just like really let go of like that it could go either way, that it could be anything. And then it's really funny how quickly after that I'll get an intuitive hit of like what the right answer is. Once I let go of what I think I should be doing or what I think is the right answer. And, you know, I've known you for a bit now and it's been so cool to really see that in action with you a few times where I've seen you sit there and kind of try to make logical sense of things and watch you let that go and like the next day you're like I know what to do (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's some other parts of my design that I'm sure you look at that play into that that my wife hates but you know (laughs) we have to be who we are well, I'm with Zoe. I tease you a bit on that same one. If I, if I know, if I, if, I, if I'm thinking about the same thing, uh, I think I know. But I'm, I don't have to live with you, so I think that I can enjoy it a little bit more than she does. So, one of the other things that you had mentioned is, you know, about being a projector and struggling to find that time for rest. You know, you and I both share this in our chart where we're what's called energy projectors. We have a motor center that is defined. So we both have a defined ego and your ego connects not only to your spleen, it connects, you know, your willpower is connected to your intuition. So when you get that intuitive knowing, you have that willpower to get it done, but it's also connected to your identity. So, you know, is it something that you can find or notice and catch yourself in when you're trying to operate like a generator or a manifesting generator, or is it something that can kind of get away from you? I think it's something I I get better at because, you know, the fatigue catches up pretty quickly if I'm not resting. So it's like, oh, why am I tired? It's like, okay, maybe I've taken on too many things here, probably haven't listened to my authority around something um, and I'm doing things 
in that headspace again. But, and I, and I feel like I'm good at doing restorative activities like gardening or having a bath or something like that, but often they're still an activity. <laughs> and sometimes yes. I've noticed as a projector, the quickest way for me to get, to get my energy back is to literally do nothing like lay down horizontal on the bed, even just for 20 minutes with my eyes closed can give me so much more energy than yeah, trying to do a, a restful activity. <laughs> Whatever that is. And so, when yeah. you first started experimenting with that rest, did it come easy? Did you struggle with it? Do you still struggle with it? It came difficult, like hard, because um because yeah, small kids when I when I started discovering this stuff. But it also explained a lot because my like capacity for doing things, especially around running my own business, really changed after having kids. And I couldn't work it out because all all these other dads were like, oh man, after I had kids, I started earning so much more money. Like, you know, I started, you know, like I had all the success. And I like, I do not feel successful right now. I feel like <laughs> exhausted all the time. I'm struggling to like be creative and think creatively, which, you know, is so important when you run your own business. And yeah, it was, it was, it was hard. So it's, it's still a, like a work in progress. And sometimes, you know, you can only, your day is not maybe as restful as you would like, but I can just try and find those moments and luckily have a, an understanding wife too. So we can like try and do that for each other as well. Yeah, I think, you know, when you talked about success, that's the projector signature, right? When we're in alignment, we feel successful. When we're out of alignment, that's where that bitterness shows up. And it's like that when that happens, that's just like an invitation for us to check in. And something that I really respect about you and the way that you work, like there are many things, but just that really open communication that you have with your partner around what you both are energetically available for. And just mm -hmm. like you said, you kind of rely on each other of like, I need that lie down right now. And it's like, I got you and kind of vice versa. So you both create a lot of space for each other to operate your own businesses, to care for your girls, as well as to like unplug because yeah. you both really realize how valuable that is to both of you as individuals, but in order for you to show up in your partnership as parents as well. And it's like, you're pretty rigid with your business as well in terms of like, these are the days that I work. Yeah. And the other days I don't. Yeah. And like, that's that, which yeah. I think, how easy was that for you to do? <laughs> like I said, I've been experimenting with it for many years since 2016. Yeah, is when I started experimenting with like having really strong boundaries around work. Um, because, yeah, running your own business, the to-do list never ends. So you've got to set that that for yourself. And I do find something that I give myself more permission for now that, that, than I used to is that that schedule can change. Mm. Like when it's not working anymore, it can change. And I used to be like, feeling like I always had to like hack the perfect day, mm. perfect schedule. And now I realize something will work for a while and then it's okay. That's not working anymore. 
time to like rejig things and and try something new. And I think that's good because that still lets my probably my like splenic authority still yeah. have a bit of play space. Uh, whereas, yeah, when obviously when you if I get like a, a splenic hit outside of work hours, it can be difficult. So I do try and keep like notepads and bits of paper around the place to write things down. That's something I've been experimenting over the last few months um, with doing, and that's actually really, really helpful. That's awesome. So, you know, it's interesting, like when we look at someone's chart, you know, one of the pieces that we typically will speak to is open centers. And one of the things that I love about talking about open centers is like with open, when your center is white or it's not shaded in, it's either open or undefined. And that is where we're sensitive, but it's also where we're here to like learn the lessons in life. And I find that these can be so, so powerful. And what's so interesting about your chart is that you have an undefined growth center Mm -hmm. and here we are doing a podcast together. (laughs) So that's been one that's been so fun in working together to play with in terms of, I have a defined throat, your throat is open and figuring out a way to work together, not only in this podcast, but, you know, in the stuff that we do to prepare for it of like a way that honors that for both of us. So, mm-hmm. you know, with that open throat, like you're designed to not overthink what you're going to say before you say it and really mm-hmm. wait for that right moment to use your authority to really feel compelled to share. And one of yeah. your gifts is like being able to give others the tools to find their own voice, which I think is so, so, so cool when it comes to hosting a podcast. Yeah. Well, and that, that part, because my, uh, now we're talking about something that we haven't covered yet, but because my split of my design is over my Mm -hmm. throat as well. So it shows up even bigger in, in that's been really helpful to understand that. Yeah. I'm here to help people communicate and yeah find their own voice and they made a lot of sense because like yeah that's something I do already without even realizing it so just putting the words to that of like oh that's actually something really valuable I offer people and how, how can I how can I do that more and it's it, what's so cool is like you built your business around that without even knowing that yeah <laughs> it's like you built an yeah. entire platform to help trainers find their own voice in their work by experimenting mm. with the work of others, which is so, so cool. Mm. And like, since you brought it up, like we could talk a little bit about your definition. It's it's collaborative, which is similar to mine. So it's like, we find, you know, when we're stuck or feeling resistance that being around other people can really get those juices flowing and where you're split. So you have a defined head, a defined mind, and you kind of spoke to it earlier. You have that channel that it's called clarity And it's like that gift is meant to help others find clarity. Usually (laughs) it's not to find clarity for yourself. And sometimes when it can get a bit hairy is, you know, feeling confused. And, you know, I think you spoke to it when you were talking about your authority is like when you're making those pros and cons lists, that's kind of, and feeling really overwhelmed and confused by those. It's like when you can kind of drop those and let those go, it gives you that ability to really tap into your intuition, but that clarity channel is something that I see you do in your work with your clients in terms of 
helping them find clarity in their businesses and in their work as trainers, which is also super cool. But it's hard because you have to go through the confusion part first, which, you know, makes a fun hero's journey afterwards. But in the moment, getting comfortable with that sense of confusion, that sense of uncertainty, that that's actually something I'm trying to work on more at the moment. But, you know, there's so much to your design you can work on at any one time. But that's Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, that's one area. Um, I haven't really done a lot with my my mind and my head centers. So that, yeah, that's been sort of interesting to play with. Are you starting to identify when you're in those moments of confusion or do you sit there longer than you would like to? <laughs> I think having done this stuff, I'm, I'm identifying it faster. Um, and, you know, it's always helpful to reflect. So after that, like recent one I went through, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's what was going on. So, yeah, I think with practice and just that reflection that I'll get better at that and then I'll be able to just trust that process um, rather than getting really stressed about it. Yeah, it's kind of like yoga. It's like finding that space in the discomfort mm-hmm. <laughs> of when you try like a challenging pose and it's like knowing like it doesn't last forever. <laughs> I hated that when the yoga teacher would do that. <laughs> I would say that. <laughs> Just trust, so, trust the discomfort. You'd be, you'd be so miserable in my, my class. Head. Oh, yeah. You'd yeah. Be, you would hate my guts. <laughs> yeah. It's why I think it's why I got into like strength training for exercise because it's like I do like five like, reps. I'm in my head, five reps I'm in my head already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm in my head already. We yeah. don't need to hang out. Yeah, here yeah, anymore. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So good. Um, A couple of other things about your undefined centers is you have an open emotional center, which makes you deeply empathic and, you know, have that ability to really feel the feelings of of those around you. Mm. And, you know, one of your gifts is helping people connect to their emotions. Is that something that you have noticed or notice more now that you're aware of it? No, I think that's always shown up um, in my design. And you can even trace it back to like, you know, adolescence is such a formative time on our personalities. And, mm. you know, I was always a bit of a strange kid. And it was probably because, you know, I could, I had a lot of emotional awareness for other people, but struggled to communicate it because my open throat. So, um, yeah, I think that that's always shown up. I've always gotten on with, uh, like I I do have like a a long-term group of male friends, but I, in general with like newer friendships, I get along with women easier than men. And I feel like that's just because men in general can be more disconnected from their, their emotions. So I've, because I, the way I speak and think so much is through emotions and feelings. I struggle to have a conversation with someone where that's never going to come up or be talked about. Mm -hmm. So someone Mm -hmm. who's more, generally speaking, women have been more, not all women, but generally speaking, women have been encouraged to understand their emotions better. I find it easier to communicate with them and form friendships and things because, because yeah, 
it's it's yeah, it's just part of like it's just a, a more common yeah. it's yeah. a more po common part of like again as a generalization yeah. kind of a yeah. like what women talk about whether it's to each other or you know trying to engage the men in their life to talk about yeah. emotions so yes i i can i can see that for sure i think that's one of the things that makes you you know again like a really supportive reader and supportive to your clients is like really noticing that as like an area of strength to be able to hold space for others emotions yeah. but also being able to have some things in your in your back pocket to really understand what's mine and what's other people's mm -hmm. and like you have things that you lean on to kind of whether to discern if you're taking on other people's stuff or maybe to kind of move through and clear to just connect back with yourself yeah Oh, like when I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funerals, <Yes. laughs> funerals are bad. Um, yeah, basically like being around any sort of emotionally charged thing. People being angry, uh, I really struggle to be around because I just feel it so intensely. Um, mm -hmm. So that has been helpful to know, oh, that's just like me and I just need to like get some space uh, and let that dissipate before I re-engage again. No, that's right. So the other thing that I want to look at is you have an open sacral center, obviously being a projector and, you know, that kind of drives our energy for work as well as having an open root center and that kind of a pressure center. It's like our stress. So kind of the gifts of these two centers being open, I have these both uh, undefined as well, is that we really teach others the, the beauty of rest as well as when we are in our wisdom, <laughs> the ability that to show that not everything requires a sense of urgency mm -hmm. behind it. Mm -hmm. And how connected or maybe disconnected have you felt from these areas of your design or, you know, do you feel about them now? But, I mean, this was an interesting one because my wife's defined in her root center and mm -hmm. it used to really annoy me <laughs> 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 that she would be in a rush for stuff that didn't need to be like in a rush for which is probably something i learned over the last 10 years or so because before that i'd say i was like very like i said i was very schedule orientated so mm -hmm. then if there's something broke that or oh, i was not good to be around mm. so yeah i think over time um, so that's been helpful to understand because sometimes I'll sort of be like, you know, what are you rushing for? And then also understanding that if she's stressed, I feel stressed, but that that's not my stress. Mm -hmm. So that's been really helpful to be like, why do I feel really stressed and anxious right now? Oh, I just need to like leave the room <laughs> and go be by myself for a bit. And then I can come back and be that more like calm, neutral person. But at the moment I'm like just sponging up all of her stress. Oh yeah. My husband and I both have open root and both of our kids have defined root. Mm. And so I can absolutely relate. And it's like for children, that stress can look like it was a hectic day at school or yeah, a, a yeah. school activity, you know, like their stress looks very different, but it still can be deeply absorbed yeah. when you yeah. have that open. And so it's like, usually when that comes up in our house with our kids, it's like, 
maybe you need to go outside and hit a bucket <laughs> of baseballs or take a little bit of a jump on the trampoline for a minute. Yeah. And it's, you know, movement can be something that is so, so supportive when people are feeling that stress to rush. And I don't know if that's ever something I know that you have a you know, are deeply connected to your movement practice. And I don't know if you have ever used that as a tool when you're kind of feeling that. No, but my wife at the Define Stress Center, so she doesn't get stressed about her stress. I get stressed about my stress. <laughs> She's just like, I'm stressed. And then she'll like, go do yoga or go do mm -hmm. a workout or go surfing or like, you know, do something to process it. I'll be like, I'm stressed that I'm stressed. I'm so stressed. <laughs> yes. I tell everyone yes. that I'm stressed, you know, like when I'm like really <laughs> in that like shadow of that. Yeah. I'm really stressed I'm stressed. I'm going to be grumpy at everyone. Like, you know, I, I, it's not intuitive to me to be like, oh, maybe you should go for a walk. So that's where right. she can help me and be like, hmm, maybe you need to go for a walk. And then. Or uh, maybe just get away from me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what go for a walk is. It's a nice way of saying right. get away from me. <laughs> And then, uh, and then I'll come back and be like, oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> and I'll get the, the eye roll. <laughs> She's like, of course you do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, it is. I find it in relationship, whether it's personal, professional, when you can understand those pieces of each other's chart, it can be so, so helpful because mm -hmm. you stop taking things so personally. Yeah. So we talked about, I'm going to go back to your channels. We talked a little bit about already your, that channel that connects your head to your mind. I want to talk about the channel that connects your identity to your ego competitive, competitiveness. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that really takes that willpower and like plugs it into like a, the core of who you are. So it's like you have this gift of being able to like channel that willpower to like express who you are to like the people around you. And it's this channel is known to be like a really powerful catalyst for like change for other people that you kind of like mm. shock people out of ways of doing things. So is this something that you have noticed, whether it's in the work that you do now or you know, the work that you've done in the past, like whether it's impacting your clients or maybe even close relationships around you. Yeah, probably more I can speak to times when I was with close relationships because, you know, I really have to be like in, invited in and trusted to mm -hmm. be able to offer those insights. So like with my wife, it's shown up a lot in that, I've been able to help her with like career changes and things like that mm -hmm. and seeing herself differently. Um, and then, yeah, then just like in other friendships and things like that. Uh, it, yeah. Cause I really have to be, it'd be interesting to do that as have that as like a, a manifesto or something. <laughs> Cause you just, right. you just like tell people like whatever, 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 but uh, not that it always be well received, but yeah, I probably, you know, hold myself back a little bit um, sometimes from that. And I guess one thing I've noticed having that channel is that it's not always what I say, but sometimes just my presence can have. And so it's trusting that 
that sometimes me just being there is enough to like help someone who's who's going through something or is looking for that change. Yeah, I've definitely seen it in myself, like being changed by working with you and hmm. seeing myself differently. So thank you for that. <laughs> is that the one that's like you, the channel as well about like being first? Is that yes. That? Yeah, yeah. So it that's is. Yeah, you let. Yeah, I want to like be, be first. on the cutting edge. Yeah, yeah. When I ran boot camps, it's like I was the first boot camp in the area. Um, when I created my website, I was like one of the first, and so I pretty much like hate social media because like everyone's already doing the thing. <laughs> like, you know, I like to find those places where those little like niches where you can like carve out and be the first mm -hmm. uh, and really, and then get that like recognition, you know, that feels really good as well. That's fun. It is. Uh, <laughs> so the last channel that you have is called the channel of marketing. So that, like we spoke to earlier, combines like your intuition kind of about others yeah. and really plugs it into like that drive you have to make things happen. And so like when your heart is in what it is that you are sharing, it's like you, you know, have that power to really light it up. And it's like you have that gift of connecting people to opportunities that, you know, are right for them. And it's based off of having that intuitive knowing on what is going to be of service to the people that you are, you know, whether it's in personal relationships mm -hmm. with or in your business. So, you know, I think that we just saw this kind of in action not too long ago with you launched a new, a new group offer for you know, your community and how, like, I watched you like use that intuition to be like, I'm going to do this thing and mm -hmm. I'm going to put it out there. And now these people are joining and here we go. We're like off to the races. And it was so, so fun to see that like in action. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Yeah. I, th I think this channel, you know, you hear the web marketing and ev everyone wants it to like who runs a business. Because I wouldn't say I'm necessarily like very good at marketing, but that key thing that helped me understand it was that like my heart has to be in it. Like I have to I have to believe in it, and that made mm -hmm. sense. Because for a while there, my business sort of reached a point where it was doing well, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll sort of consult or like go in as a partner with other people wanting to do create a similar model business. Uh, you know, with like a subscription and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I'll handle like the marketing aspect and they, you know, they create the content and stuff like that. And I'll take a percentage and, you know, I was like, oh, I'll do a few of those then, you know, like a good way to earn, earn a living. And pretty quickly it was like, oh, I don't care about these people's projects as much as I care about my own. And it was just like mm -hmm. always like pulling teeth, trying to, do the work and and so i ended up pulling out of those um because i was like i just don't feel like i'm doing you guys justice um and also there was probably like some incorrect recognition around there like i got put in more of like a generator role instead mm -hmm. of like being valued just for my insight right um they wanted the insight and the implementation 
uh, but yeah, I didn't have the energy to do that as well. So yeah, the, the, this has been an interesting one to experiment with. Uh, and I think for me as well, so there should be that element of like, I care about it and mm-hmm. there should be an element of like easiness to it as well, which there's going to be a lot of resistance around that because it's like, you know, money, not to block, trust it, right? Money blocks around. Yeah. Like making money can't be easy, uh, things like that. Um, or if I'm, you know, if it's easy that I'm not trying, like I'm not putting enough effort into it. Yeah. So lots of stuff there. I think <laughs> that's like a perfect like segue into like this, like last piece I want to touch on your chart, which is your profile. So, you know, your profile is like how you manifest your purpose and your profile is a two, four. So, this is what we we're talking, we referred to earlier. The two is referred to as the innate genius. And like part of that too is that things are meant to be easy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the things that you're really good at, like you might not be able to explain why you're good at them. And then, you know, the flip side of, of that piece is that it's also known as like the hermit, right? You mm-hmm. need that time alone to kind of be in your own energy to kind of you know, find that ease and find that spaciousness because that's really the space where your gifts are really curated is when you have that time to be in your own flow. And it's like you kind of show it, you know, this matches so beautifully with being a projector is you're already here to to show us like value is not always measured by output or work. It's can also be measured by insight. And it's like that too kind of just marries like hand in hand with that. And so it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of meant to be easy. So it's been funny to see, you know, I know we've had chats about like, I've noticed you make things harder than they need to be sometimes. And that's, (laughs) and I tease you a bit and I'm like, remember you're the innate genius. And you're like, shut up, but also thank you. (laughs) Yep. That's true. That's <laughs> true. It's like it's you know, if it's if it feels like a strain, if it feels like a struggle, then it's really about, you know, can you access and use your authority to feel like if does that still feel like an alignment for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and so this part of this part of your design like, do you notice have you noticed the things that you've been the most successful did come from places of ease? Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, Yeah. Probably kind of annoying to other people. Again, it's just one that annoys my wife a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And how quickly I can like pick things up as well, like pick things up and understand like 80% of them. Um, Mm -hmm. To me, it's, it can be a very like frustrating thing because it, Again, it can be really difficult to explain to people my process. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so trying to work that out, um, yeah, it can be really hard. I think, yeah, so like I'll give you an example. So trying to like trying to create courses for me, for other people is really difficult because mm. I really struggle to like strip down my process because so much of it I'm doing just like look like my the whole of the way it was just like intuitively and kind of just understanding like 
a lot of subtleties at once. So trying to then explain to people like what I'm picking up on and why I'm choosing to do things this way and not that way is like incredibly hard to articulate. And no matter, and then often when I write it out or, or create a video for it, it still doesn't feel like I'm still not explaining this properly. Mm. So I think that's why I do work really well as, as like a coach and why, you know, I did really well as a trainer and things for years because I wasn't trying to create a system for someone. I was just helping them in the moment. And that's mm. where I like shine. Um, yep. Because in the moment, I'll, I'll be able to explain enough to help them get through to the next thing. Yeah. Well, because you can tap into that intuitive knowing of yeah. your spleen and also know the right thing to say in that right moment. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. It, the second part of your profile, which is, you know, supposed to be what is less conscious is the four. And that is known as being a powerful relationship builder. And, you know, where I see that show up, you know, in the time that I've known you is, you know, how dedicated you are as a husband and as a father, but also in your community with what you did building boot camps in that area, as well as how you volunteer and serve your community as a volunteer firefighter. It's just mm -hmm. so cool to see like how that shows up in your life and, you know, how invested you are both you know, with your time and your energy in those places. And it's not, you know, and you've built your business around that. Mm -hmm. Like those are your priorities and the way that you structured your business. is so that it allows you space so that you're still able to show up in those other places, which is <laughs> just really, it's very inspiring to watch. You're like, again, as a projector, it's like you show others what is, possible mm. so i think that that's really fun thanks so does that feel like something that was always something that came naturally to you or do you think that you know with time maybe that's, you've become better at it that fourth line yeah yeah uh like yeah when i look back at like jobs like every everything came through my network like people i knew it was really interesting to learn that and be like, oh, when I'm doing all these like, you know, strategic, you know, sort of things that aren't, don't really have to do anything, don't really have anything to do with people. Mm -hmm. That's when I don't see any success because, uh, you know, like trying some convoluted marketing strategy or something like that. And for me, so that was really helpful to learn that. And again, to, to be like, okay, that's actually an area since having kids that I've not been investing much time in because, you know, your, your kids are, like I said, the <laughs> kids and family are very important to me too, but I had been neglecting some of those other relationships and, and doing things like, you know, the group we've got of other human design readers that we catch up with and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I, that's something that I used to just very naturally do, seek out peers, get together like peer support groups. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, seek out mentors and, and, and I did it without really thinking about it, but like I was doing it intentionally. But now I find because my life is just like more full that I do mm. need to like be a bit more intentional about that. And well, it's also, also the balance of the two parts of your profile, right? It's that need yeah. to hermit. 
Oh as well as that need to connect. <laughs> so that's so annoying. <laughs> I got all these dichotomies in my design. And it's like, oh, but yeah, yes, yes. And, and to trust that, because now it's like, oh, now I'm being more intentional about catching up with people, but I need to make sure that doesn't override those times when I'm like, oh, I just need space. And, and, I'm like, mm-hmm. and it's good because I'll just say it, I can say it to my wife now. I just be like, yeah, I'm really hermiting at the moment. <laughs> and that's pretty much like, don't ask me to like go out and see any people or do like any, you know, just, I like need that time alone. Um, or, you know, I'm just going to like take myself off for the afternoon and, and yeah. Uh, and it's helpful for me to have that language to be able to say it to it and not make myself feel wrong mm-hmm. or for like not being available to other people. Uh, Cause yeah, I could really make myself feel guilty about that, like setting that boundary. For sure. And I think that for, you know, most people with open sacral centers, or if you're a single definition or, you know, there's a lot of different elements of, of one's design that really crave that need to be in their own energy and to be able to kind of like have the confidence to ask for it and to communicate it and to say like, I do need this time alone mm. can be really, really hard. Yeah. But I think, you know, once that conversation is open, I think it becomes a lot easier and there's a lot more latitude for like understanding. And especially like it, whether it's business or, you know, personal partnerships, like when once people get that and it's like, oh, it's a two-way street, I can ask for that too. Mm-hmm. Which is which also feels really good. Yeah. This was so fun. <laughs> I hope it wasn't too long. You, you really like pulled everything out of my chart there. It was. It was. I know. Sorry, I like went for it. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, a good example of like what it's like to um, to work with you. So yeah, it's good. All right. So you know, we'll talk more not only about you know our own designs in the future but i think you know as we bring on guests this is kind of what you can expect is how we'll chat about you know people's designs and how they live it which you know i'm really looking forward to and maybe we'll have a future episode where we talk about a partnership chart and maybe how you know our charts come together and in, in mm. how we work which mm. might be cool yeah it might be interesting for people to yeah hear more about like what i've touched on today about how you know like your spouse relationships a pretty big relationship so like mm-hmm. understanding where you have those like open centers and undefined centers and defined and how that can that can cause communication issues <laughs> yeah, so it's really, i think it's really helpful so yeah let's um yeah let's see where we go and then also of course like tie stuff back to business really helpful too absolutely well, thank you for being such a wonderful participate, participant <laughs> in the reading today. <laughs> Thanks for letting me pick you apart. Well, I feel yeah, super seen and recognized. So. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, we'll chat again soon. Hello. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Well Designed. If you really enjoyed this podcast episode here are a couple of things 
you could do to help us out. One, you can share this with a friend or a colleague who you think could really benefit from what we've talked about. Two, if there's any way you can give us any love, can you rate the podcast? Can you give us a thumbs up? Whatever you can do, that just helps us reach more people. And finally, if you want to connect with us and stay in tune with us, make sure you subscribe in your app. We are at Well Designed HD on all the different social media platforms so you can find us there too. Thank you again and we'll be back soon with the next episode.